This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Deliver it decently. Not great, just okay. That's where I set the bar every day. Just being okay. You don't disappoint. You don't, and when you exceed expectations, looks really good on you. Just aim for just okay. Gareth Wheeler with you. What's up, Toronto? This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. DeMar DeRozan, Mr. Toronto Basketball. Can I call him that, Mr. Toronto Basketball? Because he's not from Toronto, but he's being bred by the Toronto Raptors. The player he is today, we've seen that growth since day one with the Raps to where he is now. I think it's fair. DeMar DeRozan's the face of the franchise, isn't he? Tell me, tell me if I'm... Scrizzy, Narsa, are you, are you guys back... Scrizzy, come on, the, come on the mic really quick. Like, it's fair to say that DeMar DeRozan is the face of the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you agree because what I worry is sometimes when it comes to the teams is like, who's the face of the Toronto Maple Leafs back in the day? It was like, oh, it's Brian Burke or it's an executive or a coach. No, no, no. It's, it's a player. A player has to be the face. And it's got to be DeMar. But you can't say DeMar and Kyle? Because like the bromance is real, and you could tell. And they're yes. Always, they're always together. I, it's not that it isn't Kyle, but... DeRozan's been there longer. Longer and a day one. Like He could be a lifer with the Raptors. Like That, yeah. that could happen. And I think that matters. It's, it's not a Chris Bosh scenario where he chose to go somewhere one. else. It, not a Vince Carter. Not a Tracy McGrady. Like... Toronto, the, the, the Raptors were able to cultivate this talent and help DeMar along the way, making him a, a perennial all-star. So D- DeMar's going to join me at 1235. I, I can't wait for him to join because this basketball offseason has been bananas. I want to hear what he thinks about the moves that the Raptors have made. I mean, Damari Carroll's comments on the way out. Is there a trust issue on the court? Masai's already poured water on that. And... Did he see this LeBron James Kyrie Irving breakup happening? Was this predictable? Inside basketball circles, did they know something that we did not? DeMar's in town. I think he's just getting off the court. Well, getting off the court soon. He's at the Raptors Basketball Academy presented by BioSteel at Humber College. And uh, it's always great having DeMar back in the city. Was up late last night shooting hoops. Took 703 pointers last night. Well, that's at least according to his Instagram. Shot 64%. If that's what he's working on, good. Damaris prided himself on working on elements of his game each and every year. He's been here with the Raptors. If the next phase is the three point shot, the team, the player, all better for it. It's kind of like the one gap in his game. And if he's able to fill that to a certain degree, even be more serviceable, then, wow, a great player is that much better. So we'll catch up with DeMar DeRozan in about 30 minutes' time. I continue to weigh in on our poll question. 
And the, the Blue Jays talk, if, I'm sorry it fires me up. If you want me to take a motion out of it, it's not going to happen. Because it's frustrating for me when I hear a team being sold a way that it shouldn't be. You the fan, like, the organization, player, fan relationship, that should be a sacred one for me. And not something that should be taken lightly. So when I hear Russ Atkins, and, and Richard Griffin said the rest of his media scrum, he was, he was kind of like waving the white flag to a certain degree. I get it. But he says that he feels the team can still be great in 2018. I, I'm not buying it. I don't want this to become a ticket-selling exercise. That is not the GM's job. The GM's job is to build the team. It's the marketing people. It's the president. They can sell that. Go ahead. The GM, your job is to build the team. How are you going to get there? How are you going to make this failure of a season? How are you going to put it in the rearview mirror and move on? And there's no easy blueprint here. Do you think the Blue Jays will have a great team in 2018? Uh, thus far, 40% say no chance. 31% only if they spend big. 18% say no clue. 11% agree with Ross Atkins, who said yesterday he feels that the Jays can still have a great team and will still have a great team for 2018. Only 11% agree. So continue to have your say. The text is 1050.50. The email live at tsn1050.ca at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Um, I, whenever this conversation's had during the regular season in the NHL, it bothers me. <laughs> because there's so much other hockey to talk about. But always, it's the convenient conversation. Well, at least it has been over the course of this last year. Olympic hockey participation. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Even those games every night. Like, this is the time when you have the conversation. Because the NHL, for some reason, and I can't pinpoint this, They shut down shop. NHL news, poof. It goes away. It disappears just like that for a couple months during the summer. That hasn't happened in the NBA. There's been news each and every week. It doesn't happen in the NFL where they have a far shorter schedule. They continue to pump out news, stories all the time. These are 365 Every day of the year type enterprises. The NHL goes dark, and I never quite understand why. Because that's how you feed the beast. That's how you gain interest by not going away. But the NHL goes away every summer. If I was in charge of that league, I would make sure that is not the case. Because you forget about it. There was some news that has come out over the last couple days. Sean Burke and Willie Desjardins will look over... The Canadian Olympic team. They're the ones in charge of whoever's going to play for the Canadian team in Pyeongchang. And on top of that, Burke and Desjardins, well, their job's not any easier when there's no NHLers that are going. And I know that there were some rumors circulating. There was a report that the NHL had an alternative schedule that they were keeping the window just open a smidge just in case there could be an agreement between the IOC and the NHL, which would allow players to go over to South Korea to participate. Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly poured cold water all over that 
telling Ken Campbell of the Hockey News that uh, they're not going. Players aren't going to the Olympics. And Hockey Canada announced their team. Like I said, uh, building plans should cement that idea that the fact that it's Burke and Desjardins. So there is no alternative schedule that any hope, any thought that NHLers may participate in the Olympics, that's done. Done and dusted, it's gone. You got a problem with that. Is the tournament how much worse off is the tournament by not having NHLers? Does it matter? Or are you going to be into it no matter who's playing because it's one international hockey and two, whoever's playing will be wearing the Maple Leaf, the red and white. Is that enough for you? Or does this Olympic hockey tournament become a complete farce? Does it mean less? Does it mean nothing for you without NHL players? If that's the case, what can the NHL do to create more international hockey? Or do we even need more international hockey? 416-870-1050. That is 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. That is 1-855-591-6876. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca at WheelerTSN on Twitter. This tournament could become a watered-down version of what the World Hockey Championships are anyways. A tournament which means a whole lot more elsewhere than it does in Canada. And that's maybe what's going to happen when there's no NHL players involved. Perhaps this will be a tournament that means more to Sweden, to Finland, to to other... like The, the, the Swedish League and the Russian League, I mean, those are leagues with Swedish and Russian domestic players. Those players will be allowed to go, just not the Swedish and Russian players who were playing in the NHL. So perhaps these are, it's a competition that other nations, which are less snobby, and I don't say that as a bad thing, about their hockey, they'll get into it more than us. The celebrations, the parties, when Sweden won the World Hockey Championships this year, they were incredible. William Nylander front and center in that. Yet, If Canada wins this tournament, there's nothing. It's just that tournament that goes on while we're watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. Why don't we rally around the Canadian team? Why don't we care about that tournament more? I know that not all the best players are going, but some pretty great players are on display. Mitch Marner put on a show this time around, yet we really didn't care about it. Is that a problem with the way that we consume international hockey? Because that team at the World Championships is better than the team that we're going to see at the Olympics. So do we actually think Canadians are going to care about this tournament, this Olympic hockey tournament, if NHL players aren't in it? I have a hard time thinking that we will. 416-870-1050, 1-855-591-6876. Do we like Olympic hockey because it's perceived best on best? Because we see Sidney Crosby. We could see, or could have seen, a Connor McDavid. But we're being robbed of that opportunity. I'm a big supporter of international sport. I think it helps grow the game. And 
Perhaps the world championship does more elsewhere than it does in this country, but the way that we are in this country, I mean, it matters. We're the biggest hockey-supporting population, and I just have a feeling there's going to be relative disinterest towards this tournament. I mean, you, you, you can try to convince me otherwise, but we're hockey snobs in this country. It's not best on best, then we're kind of not into it. And the World Cup of Hockey, on paper, when it was originally announced, it was a step in the right direction. Like, I can wrap my head around the idea of having a separate World Cup that's outside of the Olympic Games. But the World Cup of Hockey lost me as soon as they put in the gimmick teams. As soon as you add Team North America... The young kids team, the young guns team, and you had Team Europe, you take away the integrity of a true international competition. And that's not good enough for me. So although the hockey world can come together and create another international tournament, which I think would be a great thing, they either don't have enough countries that are good enough, don't have the interest or they're insistent on selling the product rather than letting the product sell itself. And that's what those gimmick teams did. And it completely took away from the World Cup experience for me. Yes, they were exciting, but what other sport? Name me another sport that would institute, would hold a World Cup with gimmick teams. This was a cash grab, but they put World Cup of Hockey on it to try to sell it a different way which is irresponsible for me and not right. If we're not going to rally around the World Hockey Championship, which I think we should a little bit more, then what else can the hockey world do to add a proper international hockey tournament? Because the Olympics with no NHL players? How is that going to win over a Canadian audience? A worldwide audience? Maybe. Maybe they'll be more interested. Because things will be more equitable. But Canadians, us, watching a team that's not McDavid, not Crosby, not Dowdy, not Price, that's going to be a tough sell. So the fact that there's no NHLers in the Olympics, how much does that matter? Will the tournament mean less for you? And do you even want more international hockey to begin with, or are you fine with just the NHL? 416-870-1050. The text is 105050-50. The email live at tsn1050.ca at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. I got plenty of texts and emails and, uh, and, and tweets to read. Just give me a moment, but first let's go to the phone lines. Andrew in Mississauga, what's going on today, Andrew? Hey, thanks for having me on. All good. Okay, okay, so we know NHLers aren't going to the Olympics now. That's set in. What does this all mean for you? I'm, I'm actually now more excited now that it's official in my mind. I'm, now I can gear up and, and kind of do the rosters in my head. Uh, I think it's going to draw a lot of worldwide interest, but less from maybe North America. But, but myself, I'm, I'm getting excited. How can you get Like, are you a guy that gets excited for the World Hockey Championship? Each and every spring. I am getting excited for... for, I I should get more, and uh, I think I will as time goes on here, but this is a tournament... The Olympics for me is huge, and no matter what, uh, I'm going to get up for that. So no matter who plays, you don't need Crosby, you don't need McDavid, you don't need Price, you don't need Doughty, you don't need these players. I got bored with the structure, 
it was so it, we dominated so well. It was kind of boring. It felt like there was no challenge. Sweden took us uh, to the gold, and, and it was like, okay, whatever, we're the best. This is kind of adds a whole new element to it. it. It's exciting in my mind. But doesn't that isn't that what international sports all about? Who has the best hockey players, baseball players, basketball players within their country? Yeah, definitely. And, and, we're, um, and we're not getting that. So do we need something to replace the Olympics if NHL players aren't going to go? Or is this fine the way that it is, the fact that we'll see either retired players, maybe a Shane Doan, Jerome McGinley, they don't play in the if, NHL this year, maybe they play for the Olympic team, and a bunch of AHLers? Uh, like, is that enough for you? It's, it's enough for me to watch, for sure. It adds a whole, a whole different element. I'm not saying it's going to be better than best on best. That's I can't even. I wouldn't argue that, but uh, I am excited to see what kind of rosters get put together. Um, who is going to be? All, what kind of names you're going to see on all the different rosters? I think it's going to be exciting. Okay. Okay. Then, if if you're going to, which I can totally wrap my head around, but do you need a tournament that's best on best? I want that. Yes, I do. Okay. So a World Cup of Hockey, the idea that they push forward. Is that good enough for you, or do you want to take away the gimmick teams and establish a true World Cup of Hockey? Yeah, 100%. Take the gimmick out of it. If, if this is the only chance we have at best on best being the World Cup, then I would, I would take the gimmick teams out, uh, and, and you want to see a real tournament. It takes, the, it takes the, I feel like the players facing another Canadian, facing McDavid on Team North America, it's like this isn't our real team. It takes the best on best out of it. Good stuff, Andrew. Appreciate it. Multiple texts coming into 10 50 50. Does the tournament matter? Are you kidding me? It's now irrelevant because the best players in the world aren't there. Wheels, it'll be worse than the Spangler with no NHLers. Canada will tune out. Will you tune out? 416 870 1050. Toll free at 1 855 591 6876. Let's go to the east side to Pickering. Brad, you're on Toronto today. What's going on? pal nothing much man how you doing doing all right are, are you tuning out are you tuning in what's your stance on this i'm always tuning in for hockey <clears throat> but i i think that uh, the nhl is making a colossal mistake not going to this olympics and i think it's just a, a lot of arrogance on the part of bill daly and gary batman if you want to hear me out for a second sure they're, they're putting a khl team in beijing this year and the plan is Two years from now, they're going to put a KHL team in Shanghai and in, in Seoul, South Korea as well, too, right? So when it comes time for the Beijing Olympics to come around and you are hockey, what's, what guarantee is there that says that the IHF and the IOC is going to say, hey, NHL players, we want you because the players being marketed in the, and those markets are not NHL players. They're KHL players. And so that the, the people in China are already going to know who the KHL players are. A guy in China learning hockey is not going to know the difference between Ilya Kovalchuk and Sidney Crosby. Totally with you. You know what I mean? And so I do, hey, do, hey, do you know what the, do you know the thing is, Brad, is? They should know the difference, you know, because the, the, the guy watching in China in the soccer world, he knows who Cristiano Ronaldo is. He knows who Lionel Messi is, but it's not that way in the hockey world. That's why I'm completely with you on this argument. Carry on, pal. Yeah, man. And so... I think I think it's going to be a real. I'm I'm interested to see. I, I think the players are not stupid either, and I think the players know this. And I would not be surprised to see some of the top players in the in NHL this year, guys like Ovechkin, right? Because uh, Ovechkin's talked about going over. 
I wouldn't be surprised at all to see some players defect and go to the tournament this year because I think the players understand a sense of responsibility for the game growing worldwide with their name, not the KHL name, right? And this is, this is totally, this is positioned perfectly for the KHL to come in and swipe in and take this huge Asian market, right? While Gary Bettman and Bill Daly sit at home and think that, well, this is going to happen anyway. I, I think, I, I personally think that the IOC and the IIHF give them the big finger when they come around in 2019, 2020 and start talking about, well, are we going to bring players over? I, if I was them, I would say, sorry, you know what? The players that were marketing already, they play in the KHL. They see him every single week. Yeah. Don't I, I don't know how like Bettman uses this as a negotiating tool because one, he's going to have to negotiate with his own players first because they're not happy about not going. And then the IOC and the IIHF are going to say, well, the same deals on the table that was before. We don't need you to have a successful Olympic Games. If you want to come back in, you come back in on our terms. I think That's it's a no win proposition for the NHL, to be honest. And here's another thing, too, Gareth, you've got to think about, too, right? You've got to think about what kind of press you're creating around the time that you're going to be negotiating this. And I really think at this time, when we start talking about it, there's going to be a strike. Like, there's going to be a strike because Batman is the master of, hey, let's lock it out until we get our way. And the players are making so much money now. And I think that there is a resolve amongst the players now that says, you know what? Screw you. We don't have to put up with your crap anymore. You guys are making more money than ever. You know what? We want a bigger piece of the pie. And we're going to sit back, and we're not going to do anything until these demands are met. And one of them is going to be playing in the Olympics for every year to come because that World Cup of Hockey thing is a complete sham. Yep. And it's, it's garbage. Buddy, I'm totally with you. We're on the same page. Great call, Brad. Do that again soon, okay, pal? 416-870-1050. Uh, Sean hit me up on Twitter. The tournament will mean nothing. I'll watch the World Championship. At least it's the best available players. Steven says it matters, but I'll still watch. But it sucks to know that hockey might go maybe years without a best-on-best tournament. Uh, A text coming in. Ryan from Toronto to 10-50-50. If Canada wins the Olympic tournament, we'll care. If they don't, we'll say it's not a legit tournament because it's not best-on-best. Fair point, Ryan. That's our mentality, isn't it? We should be invested from the get-go, but we'll have that built-in excuse if we don't go on and win that tournament. Let's go to the four-on-one. Bruce, you're on Toronto today. The floor is yours, pal. Yeah, thank you, Gareth. I appreciate it. I'm almost at the TSN at McAllen. So, uh, anyway, um, look, uh, I normally don't side with Gary Bettman, but I have to, like, I believe uh, the players should be going to the Olympics. And let's face it, wouldn't you agree the only reason they're not going there is because they couldn't strike a deal? Well, that's the only reason why, but who's being irrational here? Who has much more to gain than the other side in terms of these negotiations? The Olympics can and will go on without NHL players. I think the NHL needs the Olympic Games. They need the Far East market. And I think it's short-sighted the fact that they're unwilling to budge, unwilling to move over, what, $20 million or so? Like, come on, that should be a drop in the bucket for a league that's paying one player and Connor McDavid, twelve to thirteen million dollars a year. Well, uh, I, I agree with that, uh, Gareth. But you know, the Olympic uh, 
the Olympic organization is a pretty uh, pockets full organization and a putrid one at that. But I they, they don't need probably... the NHL. They they don't need the what they're gonna run a hockey tournament no matter who goes. It's like the NHL that needs exposure to grow the game. Hockey's hockey. And and like well, if you if you're if you're if you're a Korean if you're someone that's sitting there in Pyeongchang, just like the last caller said, will you know the difference between Sidney Crosby and some other Joe Blow? No, because yeah. you don't follow hockey anyways. This is, the yeah. tournament's going to be your exposure to it, right? And there's going to be KHL players. There's KHL teams expanding into Asia. And those are the players that are going to become commonplace in those countries and not the NHLers. Yeah, you know, uh, good point, uh, Gareth. You know, I, I, I'm kind of torn on the whole thing. It's like one billionaire's over here, the other billionaire's over there, and they can't, can't come out with a with a with an agreement. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it sounds easy enough on on the surface. Why can't they just uh, make work out a deal? And and it's the hockey fans who suffer because hockey fans the world over they want to see the best players there representing their country yep. and. And and we're being denied that uh, through pettiness on both sides. That uh, you know, again, it's it, you know what? It's the fan who takes the shot or, or who who takes the hit on this, as as it usually is, right? Totally with you. Greed. Yeah. Uh, it's all in the name of greed, and we're all worse off for it. Straight up, there's no way around that. Thanks for the phone call, Bruce. I continue to send in your thoughts on this. The text is ten fifty fifty at Wheeler TSN. On Twitter, and and Bruce just nailed it. Like we all lose because of this scenario. There's going to be a built-in excuse now if Canada doesn't win. We're not seeing best on best. We don't rally around the World Championship. Yeah, we all love international hockey. We all love the World Juniors, but that's not best on best. You're not getting best on best at the at the World Cup of Hockey either. We didn't see Sidney Crosby play on the same team as Connor McDavid because you have gimmick teams. I have no problem if you want to establish a World Cup, but make it legitimate. The hockey world just continues to spin its tires. And they've gone dark for the summer, so don't bother asking them any questions about it. DeMar DeRozan will join the program next. Thrilled to talk to Mr. Basketball Toronto, because that's what he is, the face of the franchise. DeMar on the Raptors' moves that they've made, what he's been up to this summer, And did he see the LeBron-Kyrie split coming? All that straight ahead as DeMar checks into Toronto today. I'm Wheels, and this is TSN 1050. Drives into the lane. DeRozan jams it down. Two hands for safety. DeMar with the big dunk. Uh, Having Kyle and Serge on the three-year window um, with with DeMar, um, with Jonas, all these guys, uh, it gives our our team a good chance uh, to perform, compete. Into the lane, floats it up with the left hand. Scoring the foul for DeRozan. He's got a chance for one more. He says, keep the meter running. I'm still shopping. DeMar DeRozan, Mr. Basketball Toronto, joining us in a few minutes' time. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Raptors, by kind of holding serve, standing pat to a certain degree. The big three back look like they're in a pretty good spot now, don't they? The Cavs have turned to Derrick Rose, the human band-aid. Kyrie looks to be on his way out. Raptors 
in a pretty decent spot. We're going to ask tomorrow about that in a few moments' time. Uh, it's so easy to get out of your car lease at Canada's number one lease takeover marketplace, Lease Busters. Avoid penalties and early termination. Go to leasebusters.com. I am Gareth Wheeler at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Before we turn the focus on hoops, uh, plenty of people weighing in on Olympic hockey. Ed, hit me up. At Wheeler TSN, it's the only thing I watch in the Olympics. Guess I won't be watching anymore at all. Chris hit me up as a soccer fan. I'd love to see more international hockey. And no NHLers at the Olympics does diminish the tourney. World Cup is not a replacement yet. I think Chris nailed it right on the head. The World Cup, I don't mind that idea, but make sure you have some sort of integrity behind it. No gimmicks. Just straight up, best country versus best country. That's a concept that everyone wants. Whether it's in the Olympics or outside of that, doesn't matter to me. So have a legitimate best-on-best tournament. The World Hockey Championships, like, I can wrap my head around that. I can support, but this country does not like others do. And that's a problem when the country that cares about the game most doesn't rally around the best we have in terms of annual competition. Berger had me out city uh, had Olymp- had interest in Olympic hockey. Sorry, before NHLers played, it's still best on best because all NHL are not there, all teams affected. Well, they are all there. So, um, the pool question today as, as we skip ahead or skip back to the Blue Jays conversation. Do you think the Blue Jays will be great in 2018? Forty percent say no chance. Thirty-two percent only if they spend big. 18% say no clue, and 10% say absolutely the Jays will be great in 2018. Have your say at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. A special morning today at Humber College. It's in its 12th year of, uh, of operation, that is. It's the Raptors Basketball Academy presented by BioSteel. The basketball camp offers youth the opportunity to develop on and off court skills with Toronto basketball, Toronto Raptors basketball development coaches and other special guests throughout the course of the week. Campers get jerseys, shorts, basketball certificate, evaluation and other giveaways. By all accounts, it's just simply put a great time at Humber College and the Raptors Basketball Academy presented by BioSteel. The special guest today None other than Mr. Toronto Basketball, the face of the Raptors, DeMar DeRozan, himself, back in the six. How are you enjoying your summer holidays, DeMar? Uh, it's, been, it's been great. You know, I always get a chance to, you know, relax and work work a little bit and try to enjoy as much as possible. Did you end up going anywhere exciting, doing anything really cool or special? Nah, nah, <laughs> I haven't yet. Um, once I get home, I tend to get home, you know, get relaxed tend to start working back out and, you know, don't want to leave. Very cool. Like, someone like me, I just take off. You know, I go to a beach in Fiji for a month. But you have obligations, <laughs> man. Like, you're a big deal, not only to your friends and family, but you have all kinds of commitments all over the place. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have that, that option to be able to have, have things to be committed to. You know, I just try to make the best out of all of them and, you know, um, and enjoy it. I know that you're really humble when it comes to these sorts of things, but each and every year, Damar, you've gone away in the off season. You've worked on an element of your game, and you've come back that much better. I mean, I mean that's what it takes to be an all star in this league, and you're absolutely one of those. And you checked Instagram, or I was checking Instagram last night. You're at the gym after midnight, shooting three ball after three ball. It, has that been your focus over the course of this off season? 
Um, it's part of it. You know, it's definitely part of it. Um, some, you know, that push me uh, even more. You know, things that I use in the off season to push me to, you know, make me a better player the upcoming year. You know, I always pride myself on coming back. Uh, obviously better and you know it's just another opportunity for me to do that so is that typical of your routine you know when we all go to bed you hit the court and start shooting hoop uh, um uh, yeah yeah for sure i'm always in there late and i'm always up at 5 a.m in the morning um working out you know so it's just it's you know it's my lifestyle and you know I, uh during the day i try to fit in you know the normal life you know late at night early morning when I put my work in. You make me feel really lazy. Like I'm watching Game of Thrones at midnight, not actually working out as DeMar DeRozan joins us here on Toronto Today. I'm Wheels. So it's been a crazy summer in the NBA, and there's been some change to your team as well. Most importantly, the big three, you, Kyle, Serge, all back in the fold. How excited are you that Kyle and Serge decide to stick around and really see this process out in Toronto? Uh, it's great. You know, just show you where them guys are committed at. Um, and, you know, something that, that we started, you know, last year, giving ourselves the opportunity to build on that and come back even better. Do you think there's a lot of potential to be that much better? Because when Serge came, I mean, Kyle went down through injury, right? So there's still some intrigue of what you three can kind of be all together. For sure, without a doubt. And it's, and it, and it's something that I think that was in – you know, back at Serge's mind, you know, we definitely seen the potential, you know, now to have a summer uh, together, have a full training camp preseason, everything to build on, you know, all the mistakes that we had, all the opportunities that we missed out on, you know, we we able to, you know, jump back, back, back on the, on the thing and, and get, get, get back rolling. There is a level of stability, which is a great thing, but there hasn't been a lot of stability across the NBA this offseason. Do you think because of that, some people might be sleeping on how you got, how good you guys can be? Yeah, for sure, but that's fine. You know, it's always great to go on in the radar. And as long as we understand what, what we're capable of and, you know, what's, what's, what's the potential that we have, you know, um, we go out there and do our job and anything is possible. And, um, it happens every year. Uh, that's part of the game, part 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 of the NBA, and um, I'm looking forward to it. DeMar DeRozan guessing here on TSN 1050. Uh, CJ Miles joins the team. You like CJ's game? You think he can add something to the group? Great. Uh, on a, a hell of a shooter, um, smart player, a great veteran player, a uh, piece added to this team, and it's something that you know, I can't wait till we all get together and you know start building and just start working together. It's never easy saying goodbye to teammates and change is inevitable. P.J. Tucker, Corey Joseph, Pat Pat, and Damari all go. How much are you going to miss those guys? I'm definitely going to miss them a lot. You know, um, you always build a brotherhood with, with, with guys when, you know, you win together, you lose together, you struggle together. You know, you kind of gain a bond that goes deeper than basketball. So it's, it's always crazy to see them go, guys go. But, you know, I wish them all the best. When I'm calling Raptors 905 games, I oftentimes see you there, Damar, which is awesome to see. And a lot of fans are wondering, well, how do you replace bodies like that? But there's some good young players coming up through the system, aren't there? Yeah, it's great that we have we do have our own you know, um, um, Raptors 905 team where guys go, go down there and develop. You've seen it last year with, with guys going over there, winning the, the championship and um, de- developing these. 
Um, and it's great. It's great. You know, I'm pretty sure a lot of guys are going to be with us throughout training camp. And, you know, that's experience, gain, and learn something that's going to help us and, you know, help them as well. Now, there was the comment made about a lack of trust on the court when Damari Carroll left the team. It was a little bit of criticism towards maybe the process that's undergoing here in Toronto. Masai has also has already said there's nothing to that, but as a player on the court, do you think that's an area that the team can improve on for this upcoming year? Well, uh, what, what area? Just in terms of trusting one another on the court. Uh, I, I never felt nobody didn't trust each other, you know. Like I said, last couple of years, we won 50-plus games. You know, you can't win 50-plus games if you don't, you know, have trust um, down the line. So, you know, um, that's never been an issue. You know, we always had great teammates. We always had great bonds with our teammates. So, this year is just, you know, building building from that. You know, understanding what it takes to be better than we was last year and, you know, figuring that out as, as the summer goes and training camp come, comes up. Damar, you signed your, your mega contract last summer, and it was a summer of a lot more stability. There has been a ton of player movement across this league this year. I just wonder as a player, I mean, you're settled here in Toronto. What's your perspective? What are you sitting there thinking when, you see, when you're seeing all this play out this summer? Um, we look at it from both ways. You know, for me, I look at it from a fan aspect of, you know, um, it's it's definitely intriguing, it's interesting, and you know, it brings excitement of of the not knowing what's going to happen this upcoming year. And you know, I think it kind of it got to make you excited just to see because you know, um, we can have expectations and everything, but something's not going to work out. You know, as you may think it will. And it's exciting to see and be a part. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Chris Paul lands in Houston, Paul George in Oklahoma City. Like, was there a move for you that even caught you by surprise? You're like, man, I can't believe that went down. Uh, not really. None at all. You know, being, you know, being, being in it, you know, I think it kind of, it kind of gives you a sense of something's going to happen. So, nothing really throws you off. So, you know, um, um, going to be cool. It's going to be cool to see. Is that the same thing goes? Because you you as a uh, as a group of players, I mean, you're all close, you're all, you all chat, you're friends with a certain number of them. When you see what's going on with, with Kyrie and LeBron in Cleveland right now, did you see that coming? Um, um, I wouldn't say I've seen it coming, but, you know, you, you nothing, nothing never goes uh, without knowing in a sense, but, you know, it's, it's crazy just to see it, you know, um, you know, you wake up every day, you don't know what's what's going on or what's actually happened. You know, there's so many so many he say she say things that's going on. So, you know, once it transpired and it all settles down, we we'll see what happens. Right. I mean I mean Raptors fans are sitting here, Demar, saying we're, like we're just smiling based upon the fact that Kyrie and LeBron there may be a breakup there. How how do you react as a player that has to go through the Cavaliers in the conference? Are you sitting there saying, "Hey, you guys can do whatever you want to do, but this means good news for us potentially"? Oh yeah, I mean it, it can be, but like I said, you, you 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 can't just look at it that way and try to defend on that. You know, it's, like I said, anything can happen. You know, you can't really get too excited for nothing because you know you never know. You never know what could happen. So happen. So you know, you just gotta wait and see.
Right. The, the one thing that we do know is a lot of talent went from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference. That, at the very least, needs to make you kind of feel good about your standing, having a more established team. And with you and Kyle, perennial All-Stars, and with Serge for a full season, the window of opportunity may have just been thrown open to a certain degree. It can be, but, you know, like I said, you never can depend on that, man. It's, it's <laughs> the league the league, the league, league gets so tricky and anything can happen. You know, all these guys or every single team is talented. And, you know, anything could happen. You know, and it's all about timing, uh, moments, you know, everything in the league. So if everything aligns right, anything can happen. You're being very diplomatic, Damar. Like, I'm excited. I'm very excited about what could potentially happen in Cleveland. But I guess that's the way you got to be to remain focused on the everyday life in the NBA. Yeah, you got to. You know, at the end of the day, all I can worry about is myself and my teammates, my team, and uh, what, what, what we can do to be better and to get better and, you know, whatever we face in the process of that, you know, we got to deal with it. Okay, so, so let's end on this. Your team as is, do you think you're in a position to challenge to win the Eastern Conference this year? For sure. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say nothing else, for sure. For sure, without a doubt. You know, we, we got the experience, like I said, you know, surge been to the finals. You know, me and Cal been to the Eastern Conference finals. You know, we, we got JV. We still got a lot of. We still got a lot of guys that that's been in a situation and understand winning. Now it's a, now it's all about you know just putting it all together. You know, and uh, I think we have that, and you know, um, we we understand where to start. Would you like to see the team add another player? Maybe that brings a different quality to the group. Still. Oh yeah, never never against anything that can come help us. So for sure. Good stuff, Damar. How fun was it this morning being with the kids at the Raptors Basketball Academy? Man, it was everything. For me, I felt like I was just another kid out there with them. You know, I, I, I had a lot, a lot of fun with them, and you know, I, I hope I made their day. Yeah, I was watching it. It was up on the screen, actually, here in studio. It was on CP24. You having fun with the kids. It looks like a blast, and you know how much it means for them as well, Damar, just being able to interact with you, you know, their basketball hero. It, it had to be a ton of fun out there this morning. Yeah, it was everything, honestly. I, I, I can't even lie. It was definitely a great time for me. Great stuff, Damar. Welcome back to Toronto. I'm sure you'll be jet-setting at some point this uh, this offseason. Appreciate you taking some time and all that you do in this community, okay? Yep, thank you. Damar DeRozan, the franchise, the face of the Toronto Raptors, at Damar underscore DeRozan on Twitter. Joining us here on TSN Today, taking part in the Raptors Basketball Academy presented by BioSteel on Tuesday morning. Uh, it's in its 12th year of operation now. The camp offers kids the, 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 the chance to develop on-court skills. They get to meet players like Damar. They get jerseys and shorts and basketballs and real other cool giveaways. So Damar doing his part. He wouldn't bite, eh? Like, if I'm Damar... I'm thrilled by what I'm seeing in Cleveland. But he did he did say that being part of the basketball community, you kind of know what's going on and nothing surprises you. Kind of get the impression that he knew kind of what was going on in Cleveland. He just doesn't want to fully admit it. So, DeMar working on his three-point shot and being diplomatic as ever here on TSN 1050. Hey, give me an A for effort. I tried. Scott McCarthy Show coming up next. Wheels with you. This is TSN 1050.
6.52, Wheels with you. Thanks to DeMar DeRozan for checking in. Good to have him back in the six. The Raptors Basketball Academy. Wouldn't bite on whether he knew LeBron and Kyrie were going to have this very public breakup, but he didn't deny it. That's the thing, like... I have a feeling that none of this really surprises players, and DeMar admitted as much, because they all know one another. They all chat. They all talk. It's got to be... Like, as as much as a player wants to play with LeBron James because it gives them a better chance to win, it's got to be really difficult. And hear me out here. Like, this is a guy who's not only a player, for, for me, the best player of all time, but he's also the coach, he's also the general manager. He runs that organization. So that's not a shadow of a human being. That's a shadow of a tall building that you're playing under. And yes, it gives you a better chance to win. And yes, Kyrie's been there with LeBron for years now. Perhaps it's time he just wants to spread his wings. He doesn't want to live under the rule of King James anymore. And I'm totally cool with that. And I'm even more cool with the fact that now they've signed Derrick Rose and they might trade off Kyrie. I don't think they're going to get value. Did the Pacers get value for Paul George? Hell no. So this works in the Raptors' advantage. I'd like to see the Raptors make a trade, a move. I know they've kind of locked into this hard cap idea. But if there's any wiggle room, if there's any way to add something now, I'd do it. Next offseason might be even better. But I'd be intrigued in what about what you can get done right now. Um, I'm going to be in a dentist chair in about an hour and a half getting a root canal. Something that kind of felt the same was reading Bo Levi Mitchell on Twitter last night. Listen, it was a great night for the Argos down at BMO Field. Monday Night Football, wasn't sure how it was going to work. But over 15,000, an okay crowd down there last night. But a special night, not only where... They beat the defending Grey Cup champs, Ottawa Red Blacks. An extremely exciting game. Last second field goal. I have a feeling that the Argos are winning over some people based upon the entertainment, which is great. Then you have the loudmouth of the CFL in Mitchell take to Twitter last night and say, Toronto, fix your turf unprofessional. They play on grass, and grass sometimes comes up when you play on it. They're not playing on your crappy artificial turf out there in Calgary. They're playing on a natural surface, by the way, which is in, in incredible shape for both football and soccer. Like, who is this guy? No, he's a good player. He's the resident loudmouth of the CFL. Maybe that's a good thing, but he has to acknowledge it's better to play in BMO Field than the Rogers Center. And they, they weren't going to be able to play in the Rogers Center anymore anyways. Get a clue, Bo Levi. I never trust anyone that goes by those two names. Bo Levi. Just go by Bo. What's wrong with Bo Mitchell? Who is this guy? Unprofessional? The entire operation down at BMO Field is nothing but professional. So get a clue before you start typing. Another fine coming his way? Probably not this time, but he should be. We should have included that in the WTS. Uh, tomorrow in the program, maybe get into some violence in hockey. 
Good Olympic hockey talk on today's show. Good Blue Jays talk as well. Could be the last time you see Sonny Gray in an Oakland Athletics jersey, if you really care about that. I really don't. It's all about the Blue Jays in 2018, apparently. Well, it's definitely not about 2017, 2018, completely in question as well. I want to thank Joe Narsa. I want to thank Scrizzy behind the glass. On behalf of everyone here at TSN 1050, I'm Wheels. Enjoy your day, Toronto.